is up, everybody. This is Keith Jameson. I got beginning guy 231 across the city of Sinistry. Back for another five game, five EPL DFS preview on Saturday. Um, looking forward to this one. We don't have any of the big marquee teams. Uh, so I think there'll be a little bit more ownership spread out, especially with West Ham being priced up as the most expensive team. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I- I'm looking forward to it again. The best part about these EPL slates back this year is that we have all the games at once. We have all the lineups at once. Makes for a fun, fantastically fun, you know, one hour up to a lock lineup building. And then, you know, a two-hour sweat, which is fantastic. So hope you all did well last week with Manchester City Roulette. I, just a quick note on that. That was about as classic of a Manchester City slate as you could find. Five goals. Only four were owned or fo- only four were counted as goals. There was one own goal. One from a center back, two from subs, and then one from um, from Jack Grealish. So hope you all, you know, got good pieces. Maybe you faded City and did quite well. Uh, I, I, I got the roulette wheel wrong, but looking forward to bouncing back this weekend with no City. So just a quick reminder before I get into picks. Like, subscribe, mash that subscribe button on the Mayo Media Network. Just so much great content from Pat and his team. I'm so happy to be part of it. And if you are not into videos, make sure you are, you know, make, subscribing to the podcast or the Spotify channel, Daily Fantasy Bet Picks and Bets, The Mix, where you can find all of that content in podcast form. All right, let's jump right into the games. And let's start with odds, just because in Soccer DFS, odds do generate where we want to start. We want to make sure we know who the biggest favorite is. If there's an overwhelming favorite, so we we are getting exposure to that game, and the biggest favorite on the slate is West Ham at home to lowly Crystal Palace. Only a two point five total, but West Ham minus one seventy four. The next biggest favorite is Leicester away to Norwich minus one eleven. Then we have uh, Aston Villa minus one hundred at home. We have Newcastle and Southampton is pretty much just a pick 'em, and then we have Everton and Brighton. Brighton a slight home favorite. It is worth noting on the odds, none of these games are over three total. So we are back to, in a lot of ways, I'm going to, with the exception of maybe one player, do not chase the goals. We don't have any games over three total. There's going to be plenty of players that are fairly goal dependent that a lot of our opponents are going to take. And there's probably only one, and I'll just get out of the way, Mikel Antonio, as you notice, if you've seen the list of my plays, Mikel Antonio is not on my top 10 because at his price tag at $11,700, one goal is good, but it still didn't pay off his price tag. You know, we have 12 DK. I can get 12 DK from other guys that don't have to score a goal. You know, Pascal Gross is top on my list. I would get almost a $2,000 savings. And I feel very good that I can get that same production from Pascal Gross. Now, can I get two goals for Pascal Gross? Probably not. So I think for Mikel Antonio and the decision, I think he is largely the decision on this slate because he's going to take up so much salary. And because in that center forward position, yeah, he's going to get some shots off. He's going to get some fouls drawn. So there's a little floor there, but there's not a double-digit floor. If you're going to get into the double digits with Mikel Antonio, you've got to get a goal and an assist. And I would argue that just getting into double digits isn't enough. you got to get into the... 15 to 18, really even the 20 range to make that price worth it. So as of now, as of Thursday morning, as I'm recording this, I'm probably not going to be better with Mikael Antonio. Let's talk about the guys that are making my shortlist. A reminder that this 
is a first look. I'm very, very much operating from an optimal, you know, cash game slash building a floor lens. If you have anybody in the, the video or the pod that you're not, you know, very fond of or a guy you're like, oh my goodness, why didn't he mention it? Look, there are 10 teams. There are nine starters per team. Or I'm sorry, nine starters. Where did that come from? <laughs> 11 starters per team. There's a lot of choices out there. So, you know, we, you, there's a lot of places you can go. So don't, if you don't see the one guy that you're, you're targeting, don't be alarmed. He's still probably a very good play. All right, let's jump into the place. At the top, I have Pascal Gross. A big reason I do have Pascal Gross here is because of his forward eligibility. I think that as I, you know, was looking down the player pool, I found many more midfielders and defenders that I wanted to mash into my lineups. Forward is a little bit barren, especially from the floor perspective. So Pascal Gross is playing like, an outside role, sometimes even like a wingback role for Brighton. Last week, we saw him on a monopoly set pieces. He has an assist in both the first two games. He's getting close to double-digit crosses. It's pretty much the exact type of DFS player we know and we love. So at 10,000, I think if you locked him into a forward position, you know what you're getting. You're getting close to double-digit floor with a goal or an assist. You're looking to get into the 20s, which is exactly what you do want from a floor cash game type of forward. So Pascal Gross, um, at the four position at home, Brighton at home is a big deal. Brighton has very, very big home road splits. So at home, Pascal Gross, yes, very much a top play for me at the four position. I'm going to give you another floor forward, and it is from our biggest favorite. It's Jared Bowen um, taking half of the set pieces for West Ham. Now, the interesting thing is he's taking the in-swingers from the left, but on the, on the other side, we've seen Aaron Cresswell, and we've now seen, surprisingly, Vladimir Kufal take on that side so that those defenders on West Ham and who's taking the sets they each took one last week that's kind of a mess but Jared Bowen um, is seems very much locked in his role it's back to now the Jared Bowen we saw when he first got to West Ham um, from from the championship where he just came to the league and just was guns blazing taking guys on getting in wide positions crossing the ball in cutting in for shots pretty much again all the things we want out of a forward now, he does a little bit less traditional than a Pascal Gross where we're really buying Pascal Gross for the sets. Yes, we're getting sets with Jaron Bowen, but we have also see Jared Bowen, when he's not been on sets, have really good open play value as well. So at 9,200, he fills a forward spot. He gets us exposure to West Ham for $2,500 cheaper than Mikel Antonio. And I think that, that he makes a lot of sense and should be fairly popular in cash. All right, let's get down to my midfielders. James Ward-Prowse is a guy that almost any time you have Southampton on a slate, you're probably going to see James Ward-Prowse mentioned here. Here's some Monopoly set pieces. We have reason to believe he'll be on penalty kicks now that Danny Ings isn't on the team. And he's just the classic. He's going to get there. He's just always seems to get double digits. And if game scripts hit right, if Southampton fall behind, James Ward-Prowse can get 15, 20 crosses. He happens to be one of the best direct free kick takers in all of England, if not all of the world. Uh, so, you know, on a dead ball just outside the box, when James Ward-Prowse is over it, you are expecting to see a goal notification as well. Uh, he takes great corners. Uh, you know, one of the best deliverers. A lot of the England fans for the Euros were clamoring for James Ward-Prowse to be taken, forced his set pieces, if nothing else. So I think he's underpriced though I, I would expect most of the season him to be over 9,000 especially for the matchup was a very very positive matchup 
even though it's away versus Newcastle, who allows a lot of, a lot of crosses. It should be very, very even possessionally. 8,300 for James Ward Prowse, pretty much a lock and load for me. Now, Leicester is the second biggest favorite on the slate versus Norwich, who plays very open, has struggled defensively. They allowed three goals versus Liverpool at home and five goals versus City. First off, who did Norwich upset in the scheduling department to get Liverpool, City, and now Leicester in their first three games back up to into the Premier League? I guess welcome to the big leagues, but um, Yuri Tielemans is, for the longest time, was the He's better real-life player than DFS. But then when James Madison got hurt last year, Yuri Thielmans got a, got a monopoly of set pieces. And even now that James Madison is back, Yuri Thielmans is still taking a majority of sets. Now, he's lost a few to whether it's Ryan Bertram playing left back or Luke Thomas, but he still gets a share of set pieces. He still has good open play value, even from non-traditional DFS things like tackles, like fouls drawn, like... Shots assisted, not from crosses, from through balls, things of that nature. So at 8,100, it gets you exposure. And I, I really dislike that term. I kind of want to stop using it. Because when I say get you exposure to a big favorite, you've got 10 on-field players, 11 total guys, right, that you can choose from. And you can pick one guy to get exposure to a team. But often, it's the other you know, 10 on-field players that, you know, make the difference, or you should have had the goal. That was the exposure you wanted. So, so often, you know, just getting a player to get exposed to a team sometimes isn't the right reason. It's what the role is. Now, Yuri Thielman still has a very, very big role, but I'm going to talk about James Madison. Every time that I'm, like, playing Thielman's, I get a little worried. Like, is this going to be the week he's going to lose the set pieces, right? Just because for the longest time, we saw James Madison with monopoly set pieces, the center of everything that Lester does. So it's still just so odd that he's not on that role. And the day that it does happen, or if it never does, but if it does, I will not be shocked. But again, 8,100 year achievements. Yes, solid play. I think I have to bring it up and I want to have that conversation because there is a case to be made based on the matchup, based on the role, based on the player that you want to play him, but proceed with caution. All right, next player. Um, in a lot of ways, I do not think you need to proceed with caution because at some point, Emmy Buendia is going to blow up and be the Emmy Buendia that we saw in the championship of last year and the EPL the year before at 7,700. And given the matchup, I think it's a great, great time to be high on Emmy Buendia after he maybe burned a lot of people in the last two weeks, but it still has a share of sets. Now he's been splitting with John McGinn, but he's playing an advanced role. Uh, Aston Villa has still shown a willingness to either play a 4-2-3-1 where he's in the middle and the hole, which is a creator spot, or a 4-3-3 where he's out on a wing. Emi Wendia takes on guys, uh, draws fouls, takes a lot of shots, crosses the ball, everything we want out of a DFS player, and in a good plus matchup versus Brentford. So, And the price is great. I think anytime we're talking about a guy that profiles like Emi Wendia for less than 8000 he is on the short list of plays. Matt Ritchie, $6,700 defender. Um, look, I love crosses and I love guys to take corners and Matt Ritchie. That is what he is on Newcastle to do, which is get out wide from his wingback position, cross the ball in, hopefully create havoc. Uh, you know, whether the ball gets spilled, whether it gets a header. And then, you know, if you don't see John Joe Shelby on the pitch and you don't see Ryan Frazier, we saw last week, Matt Ritchie is going to have a monopoly set pieces. So at 6,700 
as a defender, um, look, I love just James or Prowse, Matt Ritchie in my lineup and just guys, let's see if we can get 30 crosses between the two of you. So I love Matt Ritchie um, at home. Newcastle does have good home road splits. Uh, don't look this season. They've just been terrible, but in, in the past, they've been much better at the home. So I like Matt Ritchie. James Madison is officially like the enigma of EPL DFS. I kind of talked about it before. Now, here's the interesting thing. Hashtag revenge game versus Norwich. You know, I always question how much revenge is there when a player does fantastic for a team and then gets on a big move. I don't necessarily know if it's revenge, but there is definitely a, uh, especially when it's the home crowd, I want to show you guys what you're missing. Uh, 6,400 for James Madison in past years would look absurd. He would be the highest owned player on the slate. If, and, you know, very much not only if, but a strong if. If James Madison ever gets set pieces back, he's going to be at 6,400. He'd be the most egregiously priced player probably all season. Um, last week, we did not, uh, Lester did not even take a set, uh, a corner kick. So we did not get to see it. He started looking a little bit better, even though West Ham was down. I think in a lot of ways, James Madison, even without sets, at 6,400, given this matchup, I think is a strong play and a play that I will be considering in cash. Uh, just understand without the sets, it does give away floor, but I still do think that he should be getting back to a position where he's taking shots, he's drawing fouls, all of those things that he did beyond just the set pieces that gave him an extremely good floor. So I still am like betting on the talent. James Madison is an enormously talented player. He was just linked to Arsenal for big money. Staying at Leicester has something to prove. So again, given the matchup, given the player profile, and given the price, I do like the play. Lucas Dean at 6,000 should be pretty shocking cash. Uh, Andrews Townsend played in the midweek uh, during the EFL Cup. So I think that's kind of tipping the hand that Andrews Townsend is not part of the starting 11. Lucas Dean took a monopoly of set pieces. You know, you, we could see Damari Gray steal one or two, but it should be almost all Lucas Dean over dead balls. And he has extremely good open play value. 6,000, yes, lock and load for me. John McGinn it might be a surprising pick for you, but John McGinn is one heck of a player. He's a phenomenal midfielder, and now he has a share of set pieces. He plays from a deeper role, but loves uh, marauding forward. 5,900, share of sets, a guy that even without set pieces, we oftentimes saw get six, seven, eight DK. He's getting closer and closer to being a lock and load for 10 DK a week. And at his price, that is a steal. So love John McGinn. And finally, I told you forward was tough, but Milo Rashika might make it a little bit easier. He's 5,000. Yes, Norger are a big dog, but we saw Rashika look really good versus Liverpool, putting up almost 8DK. Gets a share of set pieces and corners. Um, it's just a phenomenal open play player back into his days in the Bundesliga. Norwich, despite being a dog, does play a very attractive brand of football for DFS. Now, nobody's going to play attractive brand of football for DFS at City, especially when you don't have the budget of a Manchester City. But Versus Leicester, yes, they're a dog, but they are going to show up. They are going to have some chances. At 5,000 at the four position, I think Mila Rashika is a really nice cash play. Somebody you should see a lot of the top guys have, um, and likely including myself. All right, that'll do it for the picks. It's going to be a fantastic slate. I hope you all enjoyed. Um, just a quick reminder to mash, like, and comment um, all on the Mayo Media Network. And if you want more content from me um, and my site at FSIDFS, Give us a follow and give us a subscribe on YouTube. I will have a longer version of this where I go more into matchups tomorrow morning on that channel. 
So I hope to see you all there. Hope to see you in the EPL lobbies. And if I'm not winning, I hope you are. Thank you all so much for watching. Once again, this is Keith, aka GatorGuy231. See ya!